Pat, welcome to the show, PJ. How are you? Yeah, doing well, man. Thanks for inviting me. I that's appreciate a, it. That's all right, man. Um, let's go. We'll start off because I think you're a fantastic leader in all aspects of your life. So I guess how you started to become that leader, or the journey of it, we'll start off with. The journey, yeah. Right. yeah. I guess um, I do want to keep it short because I want to get into some pretty like, yeah. sort of high-hitting stuff. But mm. I guess my journey, so you know, going through high school is just hanging out with a few negative influences. Mm. Um, and when you start hanging out with that type of association, you, your mindset starts to shift and you start thinking, you know, do I really want to go down this path? And I went into the partying phase and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I started thinking, like, this probably isn't the journey. This isn't really where I want to go. Mm. Um, I had a certain scenario happen, which might be able to talk about another time, uh, which made me just realize that I didn't want to be a part of this scene anymore. Yeah. Right? Um, and I sort of just made that shift and I started, I guess, I was working in sales and then got into door-to-door sales. Mm. Uh, I got into real estate as well for about two and a half years. And that was great. And to be honest, it definitely came from an ego's perspective because <laughs> I, I really just wanted to become successful for myself. Yep. It wasn't focused on other people. It was focused on getting successful for me, you know, making a lot of money, getting rich, that sort of stuff. Mm. And I did that and I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki, as yep. you're probably familiar with yep. and a lot of people are. And when I was working in real estate, my boss was working some incredible hours and mm. he was making some good money as well, being pretty young. Mm. But I knew that there were other ways out there to, to create an income. Yep. And I wasn't a fan of having to trade you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week um, to do that. Yep. So I started looking at things like drop shipping, uh, e-commerce, you know, affiliate marketing, Amazon, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Went down that path because I started realizing that time was more valuable than money. Money gives you the ability to spend your time doing the things you love. Mm. So if you can develop the right type of income, you can actually start following your passion and what yep. you are passionate about. So when you do get into e-commerce and when you go down to the residual income route or whatever, you start you know, listening to people like Tony Robbins and all that. And... I started getting into personal development, which was probably about three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's gotten me to a point now where, you know, I'm probably about a year, a year and a half away from actually being able to spend my time doing the things that I love, yep. as opposed to, you know, going to work every day. Mm. And on the journey, I've sort of been able to start coaching and, and showing other people uh, as well, mm. which has been way more fulfilling than mm. just doing it for myself. For yeah. Sure. So definitely like to come in more of a leader, I guess, in yourself. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And I guess with like the hours thing too, it's... Most people think you have to work that 100-hour week to become that millionaire, billionaire, or successful, what we call. Mm. But sometimes, actually, majority of the time, you can work 25 hours a week. That's the whole concept. It'll just get your time back over money. Yeah, 100%. Mm. It's just like sort of spending 20% of your time on the 80% that's actually going to push you forward, mm. right? Mm. Like at the start, um, it's all about putting in the grind and learning as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just being working smarter. Mm. You know, Tom Billy, like we saw Tom Billy, like uh, I think last week. Yeah. And he's incredible, right? Mm. His work ethic is insane. Like he probably works 90, 100 hours a week. Yeah. Um, he's got a billion dollar company. Mm. I wouldn't trade my life for him because <laughs> he's working his butt off. Yeah. And I would prefer to actually spend my time doing the things like traveling, um, you know, coaching people and that sort of stuff, which doesn't mm. take as much time. No. Um, and there's nothing wrong with what Tom's doing because I absolutely love him. Like, he mm. inspires me. He changed, he's changed my yeah. life with a few of the things that he's, you know, showed me. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't trade my life because my values are more or less focused on, you know, spending my time doing the things that I really love yeah. and are passionate about. To create freedom for yourself. 100%. Mm. Yeah. And it's delaying that gratification as well. Mm. That's what mm. a lot of people, I guess, in this day and age, we're very much trained to have that short-term gratification. Yeah. 
right? So it's like in school, we get, we get asked the question, you know, well, what was the most common question that you got asked, Mitch, at high school? What do you want to be when you're older? What do you want to do, right? Yeah. What do you want to be when you're older? And, you know, people say, well, I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor. And that, that's awesome because mm. we need doctors, we need all that sort mm. of stuff, right? Um, but what happens is we go to university, okay? And then we, let's say we become a nurse. Yeah. Now, a nurse is going to get paid, I don't know the exact figures, right? But let's say eighty dollars to $120,000 yeah. a year. Now you're probably gonna be right on with that too. Rob, possibly, hope yeah. so, something like yeah. that, right? Which is which is all right, money, right? It's an okay lifestyle. You got to take out tax. You know, maybe yeah. you had about 70 k a year now. Mm. Now you made a decision when you were 17, 16 years old about the house you're going to have, the car you're going to have, how much time you're going to spend with your friends, your family, how often you're going to travel mm. when you were 17, because we're trained to focus on the process, mm. right? Instead of focusing on what we actually want to live like, like the yeah. way that we want to live. Mm. So I'm a big believer in figuring out how you want to live and then reverse engineering back how to achieve that. Yeah. Right? Gary Vee and all those people talk about that. And I don't want to take any merit away from the process either because mm. I'm a big believer of focus on the outcome, but the process is about what you become through it. There's a, I help run a mentorship program and once we, which, once we hit a certain point, we get a plaque. Mm. And on the plaque, it says, a person's dedication to excellence isn't what they get from it, it's who they become through it. Mm. And that's where the power is. Yep. 100%. I think that's with all these journeys, say when you, when most people start, I guess the journey of entrepreneurship, it's all about, you know, the selfish, the ego, bettering yourself. Mm. But the main thing that came like at the end of it is who they come as a person, which most people forget about. It's like yeah. about how much you grow as a person, suppose, and how much money you make. Yeah. It's definitely. about growth. And I guess that's with any spiritual journey or any type of journey, whatever you want to name it, it's about the growth in yourself and becoming a better person and being able to pass that on to other people so they can do it quicker yeah. than what you did. Exactly. Mm. Like that's it. Like John C. Maxwell always talks about leadership. He's written over a hundred mm. books on this topic. So yeah. he knows a thing or two. But his biggest thing is that leadership is influence. Mm. And the way to create influence isn't to try and change other people. It's about changing yourself. Mm. and setting the example so that people will actually want to follow you. Mm. But there's, there's a couple of steps to leadership, and I'm not going to go into it, but one of the steps is actually being a leader that develops other leaders. Yeah. That's where you start to make way more of an impact. Mm. Um, but it takes time. You know, yeah. you first got to learn how to lead yourself. Mm. It's like with Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules of Life. Like yeah. the first thing you start with is cleaning your room. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 100%. How you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And I hate that quote so much, right? <laughs> it's so I true. Because it. it's like, I half ass a lot of things too, because I don't, anything I'm not interested in, mm. I kind of shut down straight away too. And it's like stuff I'm really interested in, I go 100% in, but I would be able to take it in every aspect of my life instead of just doing, say, one or two things. 100%. Yeah. Because mm. like, I hate making my bed. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but like I've got to do everything with excellence. Mm. But I'm like, I'll just, I'll just do the dinner. Just, just like, just shake it a little bit. Yeah. It looks good. It's fine. We'll keep moving on. Yeah. And it's like, no, like have the self-discipline to do everything with excellence. Because mm. then you're training your mind to do everything with bloody excellence, right? Yeah. So that you're going to get results quicker. You're going to be able to make an impact better because you're doing everything to your utmost capacity. Mm. Yeah. So what would your definition, like how do, would you create a good mindset? Uh, you want to change the input. Input. Yeah. So the whole thing about creating a different mindset is because during high school, uh, and depending on sort of where you're at, we get trained to have a certain type of mindset, which is usually a short-term gratification mindset. Mm. And mindset is a very broad topic. It's very, it's very broad. Yeah. But if you want to start having more of a positive mindset, or Carol Dweck in the book Mindset, it's a great book to start mm. with, um, talks about having a growth mindset. So understanding that you can always get better if you choose to get better. 
Mm. Makes sense, yeah. Yep. So I guess when it comes to improving it, you want to change the input. And the input, input can be hanging out with different people. Yep. If you've got negative associations like I did, it's sometimes about limiting the time that you spend with them. Yep. Sometimes it's family. Mm. Right? And that, I'm not, I don't believe you should ever snip your family, family out of your life because yep. they're there for you when you need them most and yep. you should be there for them as well. Yep. But if they're having a negative influence on you, I believe you need to limit that time. Mm. Uh, friends, you know, if they're having a negative influence and, you know, they're helping you to really like do drugs or alcohol yeah. or they're not having that, that positive influence, right? Um, maybe it's time to do a bit of a, you know, have a look, see, look at your surroundings and mm. do a bit of an audit. Yeah. You know, what's, what's, what input is coming into your life from your associations? Sometimes you got to snip those out. Yeah. I think you've done that as well. We haven't mm. chatted about it before. Yeah, it's like the biggest thing I had to do is realizing what friends to hang around and what not to hang around. And it's like, it's a big hard thing because some of those friends have done everything for you. Yeah. And you're like, well, you're having such a negative impact now, but you've done so great when I was here. But like you kind of, you do want to take them up on the journey, but you've got to realize they're not ready too. 100%. And it's hard, man. It's mm. one of the hardest things about the entrepreneurship journey. Mm. It's like sometimes you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Yeah. You know, the old saying is like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Yeah. Because you start getting like annoyed or pissed off with yourself because you mm. can't take them along the journey. And exactly. you're like, why aren't you coming with me? It's 100%. like, this is great. Look how like, you know, guess fulfilled I'm feeling or how much better I am coming as a person supposed to them what it was yeah but they don't see that they see the, like you know the negative traits the work into it yeah and it comes back to like leadership mm. it's like your friends might be looking at you and they think oh well that thing's not going to work or, or yeah. whatever they're saying but then you start to get results mm. you know you start to personally develop become the person that you know you can be mm. and they start seeing that mm. and now you've set the example which means they might now come to you and you might start attracting them to you and they, then they might choose to come on the journey mm. But you can't sort of force it down their throat like, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. Why aren't you reading? It's, why aren't you listening? Yeah. It's just take that step by yourself and then hopefully they'll come with you. If they don't, guess what? You become a better person in the yeah. long run. 100%. And it's not having expectations that they will. Mm. That's the biggest thing that'll kill you. It's like if you expect your friends and family to come once you get results, it's going to destroy you. You probably won't even take action if you're having that expectation mm. in the first place. Yes, talking about action, because mm. everyone's biggest problem is procrastination, what would be, you would say would be the steps to help break that cycle? Yeah, I guess one of the things is actually figuring out why you procrastinate. Like, what reasons are there for mm. you to procrastinate? Is it your emotions get a little bit out of control? Yep. Um, you just feel lazy? Mm. Uh, you don't know why you're doing the thing in the first place? Mm. Netflix is way cooler than going for a run, <laughs> yeah. right? Even even though you know the run is way better than Netflix in the long yeah, run. Yeah, get it. Yeah, and that's why I, I love the way that I've become because I can't sit down and watch Netflix anymore. Yeah. I go to sleep. Like I, go, I need to, like that's the time I rest. So then my body's like, all right, it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, 100%. and rest out. Yeah, definitely. I know there'll be there'll be quite a few people listening to this being like, you know, I can't give up social media. I can't give up Netflix. Mm. It's like it's who I am. Mm. Right. I need that time to disconnect from the world. I've had a busy day at work or mm. a busy week at work. And I just, I, I need to disconnect. Yeah, okay? you need that escapism, but it's getting that healthy balance. 100% of, that yeah. healthy balance. Part of procrastination, one of the tips that I use is using a reward and a consequence system. Mm. So that if I tell myself, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym today. Or I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, right? And then I follow through on that and I have an absolute killer workout. Then I'm going to set up some sort of reward system for doing that. Mm. Okay, so it trains my subconscious brain to actually take the action again because I know, hey, I'm going to get a reward for it. So what kind of rewards would you use for yourself 
to give people an idea of what to use because some people might go say okay if i go to the gym i'm going to go to macca straight after the sure. gym or i'm going to yeah. go buy that bottle of you know vodka or something yeah. yeah for sure definitely well you want it to sort of line up with your values and you want it to line up with what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. now people who are on diets and that i'm a big believer on if you're going to go on a diet you want to do something that's sustainable and that's yeah. long term so i like cake yeah. I, I like chocolate, I like dark chocolate. Yeah. So my reward might be, okay, if I go to the gym today and it was an awesome workout, I'm gonna reward myself by having a piece of dark chocolate. Yeah. It's still healthy, I absolutely love it, mm. and it's a, it's a win-win, mm. okay? I'm not gonna go, like I haven't had a drink of alcohol in a year and a half, so I'm not gonna go you know, to the gym and then say, I'm gonna go you know, buy some alcohol because it's awesome. Mm. Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. It doesn't mm. make sense. Um, but you also need to have a consequence. Yeah. So if you, Keep telling yourself, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and you don't go, it's fine if you do it once, okay? Maybe you're a little bit sick, weren't really feeling it, that's okay. Mm. But what happens is you start getting into the habit of saying, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, and you keep not doing it, you lose self-confidence. Because mm. the next day comes around, you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to the gym tomorrow. I want to, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Look yeah. at my past. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't have a track record of me actually following through on my actions. Mm. So it's about actually figuring, so it's actually about, you know, following through on the actions and mm. avoiding that procrastination. Say like with going for the gym as examples, like how would you say to get someone, I want to say motivation because I don't overly like the term because, but how would you say to get someone when they're feeling like crap to go to the gym for the first time? Yep. Find a gym partner. <laughs> gym partner. Find accountability. Somebody. Accountability. Yep. Because yep. if you have got someone there waiting for you at the gym and you've told him, hey, I'm going to be there at a certain time mm. and you don't rock up, mm. you're not just putting yourself on the line, you're putting that relationship on the line to some extent. Yeah. And you've got more, you've got more skin in the game now. Mm. So finding a gym partner for sure. Um, even paying for a PT. That's what, yeah. Yeah, paying for a PT because now you've got money on the line as well. Mm. You're not going to waste a session. Because people are very tied up with when it comes to money. It's like they don't want to waste that money by paying that. 100%, exactly. Mm. Uh, and you just got to figure out why you want to go to the gym. You mm. know, is it that you just want to be healthy? Is it that way you want to get ripped um, so you want to feel good? Like, mm. you got to figure out why you want to. It mm. comes into finding your why. So, like, how would you say would be the best way to find your why in some aspects? or a short analogy of it yeah finding a why it's a good, a good book by simon sinek called mm. find your why well, yeah um and it's an interesting one because it probably took me in my personal development journey probably about three to three and a half years to really discover what my why is yeah um and the why is there it's it's meant to when you're going through what i call the valley of despair which is when your emotions at all time high you don't feel like doing anything you just you just feel like crap right mm. That why is going to motivate you, or as I don't really like the word motivation, but it is going to push you through yeah. so that you can get through the valley. Yeah. So it's finding something that's going to drive you, the reason why you want to wake up in the morning. But one way that you can do is you can write down, you know, maybe one to ten, or maybe ten things that, uh, ten goals that mm. you have, and then just ask yourself, why do I want to achieve this? Mm. And then you'll start coming up with some reasons. But then dig a little bit deeper. Well, why? Like, why do I want to feel like this? Mm. And dig a little bit deeper. Mm. So you just got to really go. Get very specific on your goals. Yeah, because don't go deeper. Yeah, because my thing, like, also when you are goal setting, when you do think of a why, give yourself a minute to write that down. So you're writing down your first into like intonation. That's not the right word, <laughs> but yeah. But like, so you write down that first thought that comes to your head. So you're not yeah. trying to think of a thousand different whys. You think of that first why, and it's normally the right one, or it's going to lead you to the right one. Yeah, 100%. And one big thing about goal setting and finding a why is you need to attach your emotion to it. Yep. And there's a lot of ways to do that. I'm going to use, let's say, for example, you want to buy a Lamborghini. 
right? Maybe that's your goal. It's not going to motivate you too much, right? Because if you don't have any people to spend that Lamborghini with or that time to spend the Lamborghini, mm. a lot of people own really nice homes, really nice cars, but they spend all their time at work. Yeah, right? that's but it. But if, if your goal is to really like own a nice house or it's a Lamborghini or whatever it is, go and sit in a Lamborghini mm. or go to open homes and experience the house of your dreams. Because now it's not just a visual reality, it's a physical reality. You've experienced it and you've attached that emotion and that feeling to what you want to achieve. Mm. And now you know what it feels like, so you've already been there. Now you just gotta do the work to get there. Mm. That's definitely a good one, eh? So what, with, uh, I guess with entrepreneurship, what would your definition of an entrepreneur be? Because I know a lot of people have different yeah yeah for sure it's an interesting question hey because i feel like everybody sort of is an entrepreneur in some sort of, ways yeah yeah because like you sort of i think i think it's more or less about persevering to mm. some extent you know it's sort of start off figuring out by what you want and then persevering at something even through the tough times because mm. a lot of people say oh i've got to be passionate about what i do mm. people think passion is that you've got to enjoy every second of it mm. but look at the latin root of passion where the word actually derives from mm. it means to suffer it means to suffer through something for a certain type of outcome. Yeah. So, for example, LeBron James, right? His passion is basketball, okay? Mm. His passion is not waking up at 2.30 a.m. in the morning in the cold while it's raining to run drills and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't probably enjoy that, mm. but he enjoys going through the process so that he can achieve the outcome. Mm. That's why he does it. Because it's, it's about, like, someone said this to me the other day, it's like the 90% of the work, which it's not the enjoyable bit. No. It's the 10%. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that why is going to drive you through that 90% of crap, which you don't like. Mm. You don't enjoy doing it, but you do it for your why. You do it for the reason why you want to be here. Mm. So would you say it would be like a good, say, step to overcome those fears or I guess getting up at 2.30 in the morning yep. and actually start doing that? Well, first you got to find your why. Yeah. Number one. Um, and that might take time. Like be patient with it mm. and always understand that your why might change. Yep. But you've got to be on. You've got to figure out where the finish line is. Like the finish line might move from place to place, but you've got to have some sort of path that you're going to go on. Mm. Now, I said I was saying it before. Like if you want to go to Cairns, but you're on a plane going to Melbourne, yep. right? And if anyone's listening overseas, that's basically going north <laughs> and expecting to go south. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, or the other way around, whatever. So it's like if you want to go to Cairns and you're on a plane going to Melbourne. It doesn't matter how much you meditate. It doesn't matter how much you believe in the law of attraction. You're going to Melbourne, right? So it's about making sure that you have an idea of where you want to go and then just start taking action and going for it. Because the only way, like fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not actually real, right? Because as soon as you take action on it, you look back and you think, wow, it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. Like example, this podcast that I'm doing now is something which was a fear, Mm. right? But I didn't let that fear overcome me. Mm. Okay, I decided to take action on it. Yeah. And when I'm driving home, I'm going to be thinking to myself, you know, was it a good idea? You know, was I able to add value to the podcast? Or am mm. I, will I do it again? And I'll, I'll learn from it. Mm. But it was a fear. Yeah, right. Because no, that's, that's the same thing. I get anxiety or I get fearful before I'm doing a podcast. And like the thing I train myself is like how much beneficial this is going to be for me. And another tactic I use is like this is exciting instead of being sure. nervous, yeah. training your mind, thinking the opposite to what you are. Because most of the feelings are kind of the same. Literally it's just in wine. Yeah. It's like your heart rate goes fast, yeah. so you get clammy hands. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the exact same as nervousness, but it's also mm. the same as excitement. Yeah. 100%.
Mm. Mel Robbins talks a lot about that, actually. Yeah. Five-second rule. That's yeah. sweet. Um, so what would your perspective be on law of attraction? Law of attraction. It's actually not something that I have that much knowledge about. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that if I don't have enough knowledge or information on something, I don't think I deserve to have an opinion on the topic. Mm. I've, I've read books like The Secret. I've read a lot of things from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. From my understanding, um, which isn't very much, I believe that it's not about what you think, it's about what you feel. Yeah. And what you feel you attract into your life. Yeah. So I if you guess. want to uh, attract a certain type of... Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I read this the other day, it's all about having um, being on the same frequency as your future. Mm. So that if you can be on the same frequency as your future, you will attract your future to you. Yep. I'm a big believer in that. Um, but that, that's my opinion and it's not based on much information. So mm. definitely that's do your sweet. own research. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess we'll go over like, what would your template be or like say five things to do for someone that's looking at starting out and taking that step off the couch? Good question. It's a really good question. I think number one would be to come up with a personal development plan, first yeah. off. Um, and basically, a personal development plan is literally writing out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. Maybe it's communication or your strengths, uh, you know, being around people is your strengths, but your weaknesses is I'm terrible with self-discipline, I'm terrible with time management. Yep. And then I'd write down a list. And if you don't have a coach or mentor, I would just do it personally. Um, and then do research. Like, sorry, first off, prioritize which weaknesses are holding you back the most. Hmm. Uh, you don't need to turn your weaknesses into full-blown strengths. You just need to get rid of the anchor. Yeah. Because the, the, your weaknesses will hold you back. So you just need to get it to a point so that you're mediocre then. They're not as much a weakness anymore. So, and the way to do that is by reading books on it. You know, yeah. Listening to podcasts, changing the input. Yeah. Right? And then doubling down in your strengths. Changing that subconscious mind, what's going on there. It's listening to like podcasts and that will change the concept of that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, I just want to listen to music on the way to work. I'm like, yeah. cool. But if you just put a podcast in the background, your mind will start thinking way differently. Exactly. That's it. And that's what, you, that's, that's what entrepreneurship is. It's just thinking differently. Yeah. You go back to your question about what is entrepreneurship, it's just a thought. Like mm. It's just thinking differently to what everyone else thinks. Yeah. It's literally the biggest difference. Yeah. Uh, like Robert Kiyosaki talks about cash flow quadrants. You're talking about like from, in, from being an employee or self-employed to being an investor. It's mm. like the only difference is the way that you think yeah. because your things determine your actions. Mm. So if you can change the input which create your thoughts, then you'll take new actions. Yeah. And uh, the input, because as I was saying before, in school, going backtracking a little bit, we get taught a certain way to think mm. and we need to dilute that way of thinking to be more positive. So the solution to pollution is dilution. Yeah. We dilute it by reading good books, hanging out with good people and mm. listening to good stuff like mm. your podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. Because you always got that... Because everyone wants to block out this negative voice in your head. And Tom spoke about it last week. It can be very useful, but you can't actually fully block it out. No, exactly. Which is it. It's always going to be there, mm. right? It's like Tony Robbins has gone through some crazy stuff. Um, and that will always be in the back of his mind. Mm. But he has diluted that so much with positivity that he's the man who he is today. Because mm. I feel like trauma is something that never goes away but you can use it as, I guess, a tool to get you where you want to go. Exactly. Yeah, mm. trauma is, um, I was going to say it's amazing, but it's definitely not. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, but Depends what aspect you want to talk about it well, in too. It, it's amazing what you can learn from trauma. Yeah. Because if you've gone through a certain amount of trauma, you'll be able to relate to someone who's currently going through it mm. and actually hopefully help them a lot quicker and help them get out of it a lot quicker than you were able to. Mm. So you can use it to actually help other people, mm. for sure. I guess that's why, like, I guess the 12-step program, a lot of more people that come successful with that end up going back in and helping other people. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's funny. I don't know the exact stat, but when it comes to AA, like the last step, if, if people get to step 11, most of them actually go back into drinking. Yeah. 
right? But the 12th step, in, it requires you to actually go and help somebody else to stop drinking. Mm. And when they do that, they, uh, they teach someone, right? Yeah. And actually, I don't know what the stat is, but a lot more people don't go back to drinking once they've successfully helped someone. Mm. It's finding that fulfillment, I guess, and that. Yeah. I guess um, with the personal development plan, yeah. how would you, I guess, write that down or you know, schedule that out yeah. and work through that? Okay, how would I articulate it? Um, yeah. So what I would do is I'd write, as I said before, write down your weaknesses and your strengths. And then let's say one of your uh, weaknesses is communication with people. Yeah. Then I'd say on Google, because Google's your best friend, uh, <laughs> what books can I read to improve my communication skills? Mm. And you're going to get recommendations like Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, yep. things like that. And then you'll write a book list of things that you want to read. Then do your research on podcasts. What podcasts can I listen to, which is going to help me with communication and confidence skills? Mm. And start listening to that. And do a plan out for like three to six months and then make sure you read those books and listen to those podcasts and then start learning. Mm. Um, and the biggest thing is that knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. Mm. So I like to use what you call the, the supermarket or grocery store technique like when it comes to uh, personal development. Yep. It's like, I don't want, um, how long do we have left? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go into a grocery store yeah. and just get everything, yeah. right? And it's the same with personal development and listening to a podcast. Mm. I want to take what's relevant and what I can use today. Mm. Tomorrow is another day. I can choose something else tomorrow, right? Mm. But if I try to process everything from a podcast or everything from a book, yeah. I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. I'm going to be at paralysis by analysis. Mm. Yeah, I'll take no action. Mm. So it's using that grocery store technique and taking what you need. Yeah. Even if it's just like one quote, or yeah. one bit of action that you can take. Mm. Just take it. Because yeah. it's better than reading a hundred books and taking no action. Yeah, because that's another thing it's too. It's write that quote on a piece of paper and put it in a mirror or put it somewhere you're going to see every day too. Yeah, yeah put it in front of you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the laws of success. Yeah. You know, you've got to have that dream and goal in front of you all the time. Mm. Um, what was that question before about one to five? One to five was... Um, like getting to starting out. Starting out, yeah, yeah, okay. So number one, definitely doing that personal development plan. Yeah. Uh, number two is finding your why, finding mm. your goals, start writing out what you want to achieve mm. and then reverse engineering back how yeah. to achieve it. Yep. Uh, number three is find a vehicle that's going to work for you. Yep. Uh, whether that's, you know, you first got to figure out your goals. Yep. If you're very spiritual and you're into arts and all that sort of stuff, your goal probably isn't going to be to create income, yep. right? Yeah, to be honest, for, yeah. right? Um, so maybe you want to start associating with people who are artistic and you want to get the, that creative vibe on. Mm. If your goal is to get more time so you can spend the things doing that you love, then maybe look into online e-commerce, mm. um, you know, affiliate marketing, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I think that'd probably be like my top three, to be yeah. honest. There's not a lot of other things that you, you can, can look really, into, but yeah. I think like three things is probably well and truly yeah, enough. That's to a definitely on. a good starting point anyway and a pretty good, I guess you can't really dive too much deeper with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a final question, man. What is the legacy you want to create? Uh, so I've got three predominant whys that yeah. I want to achieve. Uh, number one is I want to be able to spend more time with my grandparents because yeah. uh, they're going to be around forever. Yeah. Uh, they're never going to be around forever. Yeah. And I don't think that spending quality time with them is watching TV. Yeah. Okay, I want to be able to experience things with them, take mm. them overseas and let them see things that they've yeah. never seen before, which would be really mm. cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I need time to do that. Yeah. Right. So that, that's one of my big whys. Uh, my second why is getting the time to do that, but actually help people in Australia, New Zealand, all around the world mm. uh, be able to be full-time parents. Yeah. Have the ability not have to go to a job every day, mm. uh, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Mm. 
uh, but actually be able to spend time focusing their efforts on their family. Yep. You know, being able to be there for their kids, yep. be at every sport game, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and number three is I want to be able to make a difference in third world countries. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can help, uh, it sort of ties into my second one, because if I can help people create residual income in Australia or whatever, um, then obviously they're going to have more money yeah. so they can actually invest as a collective in third world countries. Mm. So I can go overseas and I can donate a bit of my time. Mm. Okay, I can definitely do that. It's not going to make as much of an impact as if I donated a million dollars. Okay, so I want to have the ability to donate that type of money but as a collective, if I can help other people donate that type of money to one cause, yeah. it's going to make way more of an impact. That's, yeah. yeah, it's about duplicating it. 100%, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Make way bigger impact. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I like that, man. Cheers for coming on, man. That's right. Pleasure, man. It was Anytime. awesome. Thanks, man. Cheers. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers for watching today's episode, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with your friends, and give us some feedback of what you thought about the show. Cheers.